What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, your host, Tommy Buns, here with Jones and Sully. We've got some stuff to get to this week, guys. Mookie Betts and David Price out of Boston, going to L.A. The XFL 2.0 had its inaugural week. Turns out Phillip Rivers is going to go to free agency. We're going to preview the NBA All-Star Weekend. We're going to talk about Dak Prescott. We're going to talk about college basketball. We're going to get right into it, though. Sad week for me. We pre we talked about it last week. We knew it was going to happen, but Mookie Betts officially not on the Red Sox roster anymore. He is a member of the L.A. Dodgers along with David Price. Um, Sox didn't really get much from this deal. I'm not happy with it. I mean, they got something. It's better than letting him walk next year, I guess, and getting nothing. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think the – I. Like I said last week, either way, at best, the Red Sox were going to be the third best team in the division. The Yankees are better with Mookie. The Rays are still better than the Red Sox, even with Mookie. Uh, you got rid of David Price's contract. I guess that's a good thing in this situation. You're not paying a guy $420 million over 13 years, not paying Mookie. <coughs> I, I still am upset that we let a generational talent walk, basically. I, I mean, there's... Oh, a small chance he could come back and sign if they could work a deal out next year. But I think the odds of that are very, very low. I mean, I, I personally loved the move for Boston. I thought it was a really sound play. You don't want you don't want a guy like that on your roster, you know. Um no I, I <laughs> sorry, I had to I had to get that dig in there. Um I don't know. I mean it sounds like the second deal was a little bit sweeter for the Red Sox. Who is this who's the who's this new guy? Uh, who's this? Uh, who's the guy they they G- put in? Jeter that? Jeter Downs, I believe his name is. Yeah, it is. Um, and I don't know anything about him. I mean, so, some some people rank him as a better prospect than than the guy that was the top prospect in the original yeah. deal. Yeah. So we got Verdugo, Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo is very good, and he's going to be a very good player for a long yeah. time. So I saw for a lot sure, of people uh, today saying that they like Jeter Downs better than Verdugo. Well, then that could change how I feel about the deal potentially then because Verdugo's war last year was three, three games above, and he barely played He played half the season. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to give you a six war every year, but, well, no, he played in 106 games, didn't quite start in 106, but still a three war, and that's limited sample size. He had 294. I mean, I'm, I'm very high on him, but what were you saying? Who's the, who, this other guy? He's... He's really good, potential-wise. So. Yeah, they they basically he's going to be there. They see him as their uh, future second baseman to replace Pedroia. That's something they do need. So originally, yeah, he's, I, a, he's a shortstop, but obviously we have Xander, so don't need yeah. the shortstop. Yeah, and they also got uh something Wong Christian Wong, I think his name Connor. is Connor Connor Wong. He's a catcher. Yeah, yeah. They, he projects to be Which their backup good, catcher. I mean, we could. That's that's an area where we're kind of lacking especially Back offensively big time. So. you guys had sandy leon who sucked yeah yeah, yeah vasquez had now, a right? pretty good year but yeah leon's vasquez gone, had yeah. a great year i think he batted like 285 or something he really yeah compared to like the 190 he batted the year before that. i know uh, yeah, I mean that, that's uh, backup catchers uh, a very underrated part of a team in in baseball uh, i mean romine yeah, was huge for the yankees last year I think that's that's their biggest loss. I saw a tweet today. Did you know that Garrett Cole is the only member of the Yankees' 40-man roster that was not on the team last year? Wow. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. That's crazy. And you guys didn't really have Stanton at all last year either. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, I mean, it's like we signed Stanton and Andujar. And yeah. Severino. <clears throat> Severino pitched him one game. So, oh, one. I thought it was, no, it was a few games. He pitched I mean, one regular season game. 
No, he had more than that because he he had the Blue Jays and some. Oh, else. you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm thinking he he was he, had, he was he one and zero. I believe his record was one and zero, and but he pitched in two or three games. Yeah, no, they obviously got a bunch of people back, and they they lose Batances, but he didn't uh, play too much. But he literally pitched to two batters in the regular season, and then tore his AC, tore his Achilles. <clears throat> really, Batances? I thought he tried to come back, and then yeah, he did. He did successfully come back, and then tore his Achilles celebrating a strikeout. Oh, well, that's right. I hope I hope he's uh he's he, he's all healed up with the Mets. But um, yeah, I mean the Red Sox had to clearly trade him. I'd say below ten percent chance they'd resign him. The weird part of the deal is they're still paying Price a lot of his contract, and um, I don't know the amount, but they're paying him. Um, and he's pitching for the Dodgers. That's never good when you gotta you gotta pay someone pitching playing for another team. Um, and on the other side, I think it's. I mean, this definitely helps the Dodgers a ton. Uh, I mean, not just Mookie. We know what Mookie can do. And they're keeping Jock Peterson. That trade with the Angels fell through, so they still have Jock Peterson. So they have a great – they have a great – another bat from the left side. And then um, David Price is no scrub. Let's – let's you know, when he's out there, when he's healthy, he's very good. He'll be their number three pitcher. I'm pretty sure he has a uh, sub like two two ERA at Dodger Stadium, career too. Interesting. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I think he'll do very well. I think his I I I project his ERA to be like in the three five range, three four three five. I think he'll be very good. And people forget that National League is so much easier. Like you have an automatic out, or not an automatic out, but. You have a nine hitter that you should get out. Uh, you almost always going to get out. And the eight hitter in the National League, <laughs> the eight hitter is not very good either in the National League. It's usually like a catcher, a scrub, or like a shortstop. So, um, National League, it's immensely easier having that having that pitcher in the nine hole. So that'll help him as well. But I, uh, you know, I right, I mean, it's obviously the clear that everyone thinks it's Yankees Dodgers and. I think you could make a solid case for either or. I think you could make a very good case for the Dodgers and the Yankees. To me, I think it's a coin flip right now. People, Yankee fans will probably say they have a better starting pitcher and Kershaw isn't great in the playoffs, and that's fair. But I I think the Dodgers have a better starting rotation, right? I mean, a better lineup right now, for sure. I do. I think I think if you have, like, the combo of... of Bellinger and Mookie Betts. I don't think anyone comes near that in the in the league. And you could say Judge and Stanton, but it's not the same. And Judge and Stanton are always hurt. I'm sorry, but Bellinger and Mookie are you could say are arguably the best player in each league, minus Mike Trout. You could you could make that argument. You sure? Could. And they keep they're keeping Jock Peterson, which is 35 homers right there. And then you got um, Gavin Lux, who's a young stud. Um, the other catcher is going to be a young stud as well. What's his name? Will Smith. Um, Justin Turner is still raking. I think that, like their weak point is probably like AJ Pollock. So, the, and the AJ Dodgers Pollock. division is such a joke too. Might be the worst division it's, in baseball. It's 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 pretty bad. Yeah, I mean the Rockies are going to probably get rid of. I mean no one knows what they're doing. They're not good regardless. The Diamondbacks had a good year, but they're. I don't know with them. They could be decent because they added um, they added Bumgarner, so they're they're a sleeper for the wild card. Although I wouldn't count on them. And then the Padres, they're in the middle right now. They're they're on the rise, and then the Giants are going to be terrible. So it's 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 there's no real competition, obviously for the for the head. But I just I think the I think the Dodgers offense is going to be so incredible this year. I think Gavin Lux is really going to turn into like a star this year. He was the number one prospect and or number one or number two prospect in their system. He batted over four hundred in AAA, so that's just you know, if you bat over four hundred in AAA, I think you're going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, no, I mean their their lineup is scary. Um, it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to justify picking anyone else besides a Dodgers Yankees World Series. Uh, yeah. I just don't I just don't see it. You know, lineup's gonna be scary this year. Is the Twins are gonna have a scary lineup? You think about what they had last year offensively, and they add Josh Donaldson. That's another offense. Those three offenses, 
Yankees, Dodgers, and Twins. Those are probably the three best offenses, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, uh, the Twins like the twins were right there with the Yankees in every category. And you had Josh Donaldson. And, you know, the Yankees are getting injured players back. But, I mean, I, I think the Twins are, aren't one to be slept upon. No, of course not. But then they also haven't won a playoff game in fucking 20 years. Oh, I know. But they added relievers. They added they added starters. They added Homer Bailey. They added Rich Hill. So they added a lot of good veterans across the board. And Maeda. Yeah, Maeda and Clippard and Romo both I'm not huge fans of, but they both had good years last year. They both had very Clippard had a very good year actually. Yeah, but it's Tyler Clippard. No, he's... Yeah, he's not like a threat, but I mean they didn't have much of a bullpen. You had two veteran arms, it's better than what they had, which was like nothing. Their bullpen was terrible. Yeah. I mean it it'll be a nice story. I'm sure they'll win the central, but they they aren't they aren't uh Well they're no, they're no threat to the Yankees. They really never are, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're missing a, an ace pitcher. They because Jose Barrios has not turned into the the ace they thought it would be. Jake Odorizzi had a great year last year. They need an ace. Like they'd be a team that if I'm at the at the trade deadline, I'm going for. Was he a really top that guy. great though? Didn't he have like a four three or four four ERA? Who? Odorizzi. Odorizzi had a had a very good year last year. I want to say like. Two eight two nine, it, it it was really ridiculously low. I and then thought it I remember to... looking at his numbers and being like, I thought this guy killed it, and he like didn't have that good of a year. It may have been higher than I thought, but he killed in the beginning of the year, and he kind of yeah, fifteen and seven with three point five one. Oh, okay, so yeah, it did regress a little bit, but yeah, thirteen, yeah, okay, it did regress, but still three five, and then yeah, and Rios. a one one point two whip. It's not and Brios was probably like what was Brios like three four? That's the thing. They're not they're not aces. They're good twos and threes, but they need an ace. Yeah, they need to go out and trade whoever the hot hot guy is. They need to go out and get him. And then that I would consider them like I would take them really serious. But yeah, Brios was a uh, I guess it's four, 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 fourteen and eight. With a three six eight, three six eight, even worse than I thought. Yeah, that's he's too talented for that. He needs to be better than that. Three point three WAR though. It's a good WAR. It's just not an ace. No, of course not. Yeah, that's. But I think they've always hoped he'd be an ace, and he's still young. But, but I mean, we'll see. It'll be it'll be entertaining, and you know something I thought that was pretty entertaining this weekend was the first day of the XFL. Sunday was pretty good, too. I mean, the game's definitely a little little less so than the Saturday games, but the Seattle-DC game, 50 points. The LA-Houston game, 54 points. I mean, what more can you ask for in some... All the unders hit, though. Every under hit. Yeah, that is, that is kind of sad. I love how they have it up there, though. Keeps you grounded, keeps you reminded what the spread is, keeps you reminded what the total is. Love that they've embraced the gambling. I I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be something that will have some staying power, more, way more so than the AAF. Oh yeah, I mean the 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 conversions are so cool. You got a one pointer from the two, you got a two point from the five, and a three from the ten. So you could score up t- if you're within eighteen points. It's a two possession game technically. The kickoffs were cool. There was no big kickoff returns that we probably expected or wanted. That was a cool wrinkle. Um, talking to players on the side, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's kind of cool to hear what they have to say when they're heated or after a play. I kind of did like that. The one thing I didn't really like was like hearing like the play calls and everything. Like Z three hundred fifty six. Like sorry, I don't. I'm not that smart. I don't know what all these play calls are. Like I don't know what they are. Like and then I have. Greg McElroy explained to me them, like, everyone, like, no, like, that's not the same as Tony Romo. Tony Romo would, like, would say, this is what they're doing, like, not literally hear the play and tell you what to do. That's not very impressive. I didn't really care for that. It was, like, extra noise I didn't need. But the announcers are, like, you know, they're the they're the ESPN, they're the top announcers, and they're good. Um, Greg Olson? Greg Olson was yeah, on Yeah, Greg there. Olson did it, having a cup of coffee in the XFL, and probably... Could return to the could return to league with the Pats or 
Who knows? But I I did like it a lot. I didn't like no, I, I should say I did like the how quick the refs were and their decision making. I thought the refs were on point. I thought they did a very good job. And uh, I thought it was very competitive. I thought the defenses were a little better than the offenses. So I saw a 55-yarder. So I think for kickers, this is going to have the biggest benefit. There's such a there's such a lack of kickers right now in the NFL. I mean, if you have a great season, you're gonna have, definitely going to have good looks at Because these are all guys that have been in the NFL. And that's so and true because around. because unlike any other position, kicking the ball, it's the same no matter where you do it. From high yeah, school yeah. from high school to fucking the NFL, kicking the ball fifty yards is a fifty yarder. Yeah. If you make if you go like seventeen to twenty and you you're three or four fifty yards, like you're gonna play in the NFL next year. Like I'm just so I'm sorry, you're gonna play in the NFL. So it'll be really cool for kickers and it'll be good for fans of teams because how shitty their kickers were this year. Um, I know the Jets literally blew like at least two games from kick kicks. Could have been nine and seven just from a kicker alone, let alone let alone how many injuries we had and mono injuries. But so it's just like you know, I, I think it's a lot of cool wrinkles. I think it's gonna be a work in progress. But what is there to do in February? What is there to watch in February? NBA, college basketball, it's a good time to get college basketball, but it's not March Madness. There's such a dry period in February. It's one of the worst sport months traditionally by far i think baseball yeah. isn't anything i don't really give a shit about spring training like like this stage like pitchers pitchers and catchers report who cares the xfl this is something cool and it's on saturday and sunday that's huge yeah and i mean realistically they're not competing with anything other than march madness no. because they're done by may so they're done by the time the playoffs in the nba and nhl get going i think yeah i think they're done mid-april yeah, so yeah, the playoffs must be made because I see their schedule goes. No, uh, I think it's because there's, there's no. Yeah, April April twenty seventh, so they're done right before the playoffs for yeah. the other start. I what think. Do you think I, Dave? Sorry. What? What do you think of it? Of what? Oh, the XFL. <laughs> oh, the XFL. I didn't know what you, it was. I was like, you guys were going in and out. I didn't know if there was a specific topic. Um, no, it's. I, I fucking hope the XFL is here to stay. It's so much better than the AAF. Uh, I, the AAF's the AAF's big problem. I think. I mean, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but their their big mistake was going into markets that didn't have football teams, smaller markets that didn't have teams. The XFL realized that major markets like New York, LA, um, you know, Seattle, Houston, those are those are major cities, and they can support another football team. Uh, I mean, MetLife drew seventeen thousand, eighteen thousand people for the Guardians game. Like that's that's no joke. You know, this isn't you know six thousand, two thousand people watching a high school game or a college game. That's that's a real that's a real crowd right there. Um, and you know, what better way to start off the season with a nice convincing win like that? I just think the XFL, they, they did the right thing. They took the extra year to hype it up. They took the extra year to do it right. They trickled out rules, got people excited. Uh, the teams, the, the marketing was better. The team the logos and stuff are better. I just think they, they did it right. And Vince McMahon is, he learned so much from the first time the first failure that I don't think he's going to let this fail. It might not, it might you know, I'm not saying it's going to last forever, but it's got more than 10 games in it. It's got more than eight games in it. Like the AAF, it'll, it'll make it through the games. It'll make it, it'll make it to a second season. Um, Yeah. So we'll, we'll see where it goes from there, but I'm definitely giving it a green light for a season two. Uh, I know it's early, but we big coaches. We got big, yeah. We got big game coaches. We got fucking Bob Stoops. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about literally a top ten college coach of all time. Yeah, like okay, who's the who's the other one? Um, I'm trying to think. He was the uh, the Green, the Vipers. Who was Mark, their coach? Mark Tressman, former Bears coach. He won Mark a couple. Of, won a couple of Grey Cups in Canada. Um. Even Ke- Kevin Kevin Gillibride, the the Guardians coach, is like the least experienced one, or the least the most far removed from football, and he won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, Jim Zorn is the one I was thinking of too, though. Jim Zorn. Oh yeah, he's another one. 
Yeah. Um, no, it's so. they. I think the XFL really did it right, and I, I think they learned a lot from the AAF of like kind of what not to do. Um, the AAF tried to be first, and you know it's not about who does it first; it's about who does it better. So the XFL sat back and let them make their mistakes, and they're gonna laugh all the way to the bank. Yeah, I definitely think they're gonna make a make it pretty petty on this. And I think it's it's less gimmicky than last time too. Yeah, of course. It's like, and I you think know what I mean it's way once, less gimmicky. I I will say I was surprised at <clears throat> how few recognizable NFL and college names there were. Like, sure, if you follow college football closely, there's a bunch of guys you know. Um, you know those like standout, you know, second corners on teams that just didn't quite make it in the NFL or whatever. Um, but you know, I think once players start to see the legitimacy of the league. Um, and there's a bunch of bonuses, like quarterbacks and, and other star players and people who perform really well, they can make up to $550,000 a year. Like, I know the average yeah. salary is only fifty five k, but, like, you give... You win 2000 per win. Yeah, I mean, you give you give football players like that, like, just trying to fight for a shot, like, that's, that's good money, you know? Yeah. That's what I think a lot of them are missing, is that they see, like, oh, it's not a lot of money. I, I could be making making more money doing my whatever job I'm doing right now, honestly. But then again, even if they're making 55K, it's only a five-month season probably with practices or, you know, it's not a full year. So it's even – it's not it's terrible money, It's 10 obviously. grand a month. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. – It's not. you know, it's still – you're still providing for your family, obviously. I mean, yeah. I mean, that you way. extrapolate that over a year. It's like 110 grand, 120 yeah, you're, you're, grand. you're doing much better than most people. So, um, you know, it's not what you're accustomed to or think about playing football for money, but – and like you're saying, as the league gets better, that's going to go up. Their average salary is going to go up. Like, yeah, exactly. They're not going to be if this is four or five years down the road. They're not going to be making fifty five. They're not going to be making um, five five million or two million on average. But that is going to be way up in the hundreds of thousands. And bro, you're keeping yeah. the dream alive. Like, what did you you played in college for four years for free? Now you can't play in right. the minor leagues of the NFL. Yeah, now to you make a continue their salary shot. and a shot at the league. Yeah. I, I wonder there there's gonna ha- I assume at some point there's gonna have to be some connection made to the NFL to form some type of pipeline, but I don't know. You know, it's that's what the AAF tried to do at the last minute to try and save themselves, but I don't know if the XFL will do that. But it just seems like you know how are contracts gonna work when like okay yeah this is great I'm signing a three year deal in the XFL but like. Oh shit! I just won XFL MVP, and you know the Patriots want to bring me in. They want to sign me to a two-year deal, but I got a, two years left on my XFL contract. Like, how's that going to work? You know, there's got to have that conversation. I guess it, I, I'm going to make my minimum be guaranteed. Yeah, I guess so. But my, min- my year minimum, my minimum, have to be year to year, and then if you move on, you don't get the money. That's what I think it would be. Yeah, or the, you know, the uh, it'll have to be some buyout agreement with the 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 NFL team that would have to pay either the player or the the organization. Yeah, maybe that. Cuz I'm pretty but. sure that all 8 XFL teams are owned by the corporation. Like they're not like 8 owners that own these teams. Gotcha. Um they're yeah, so they're they're not like single entities yet. I think they do want to move to that. Eventually, but I know I'm almost positive right now they're all owned by Vince McMahon, the the entity of the XFL. Um, so it'll be interesting, but I you know couldn't have asked for a better first weekend. And anyone who's seen the documentary on the original XFL, the Thirty for Thirty, it you know that their first weekend was a, just a series of really unlucky uh, things that happened to them that really put them in the hole early on. Um, <laughs> Like the one they they picked the basically they picked the wrong game the the game they picked to headline was like a snooze fest and the game they didn't televise was a shootout and it was amazing and then the uh the, it went out for like the, the tele telecast went out for a little bit because the generator ran out of gas like just like freak accidents that like you would that never in a million years think would happen and it all just kind of equaled a perfect storm for them to really get off to a shitty start so I'm sure Vince McMahon had that nightmares of that weekend in his head and was just so happy to see see kind of everything go off not only without a hitch but really look good for the league i didn't see any any negative chatter about the xfl all weekend you know and i think it just was 
a testament to it surpassing and this is going to be a big thing. Sorry to cut you off. This is going to be a big thing because a lot of families can't afford five tickets on $150 a pop. But $25 to see, watch football, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, and you're sitting like, way closer too. You're sitting better seats. Like, like yeah, I don't – like I would love – like people say it's the be- the better – the best seats are – at the at the you know on your couch, but I mean, if I can get on the fifty yard line, yeah, I'd fucking love to be there, but I can't afford that. <laughs> That's probably whatever thousand bucks or whatever those seats, seven or eight hundred bucks. I don't know what the seats would be for those there, but they're not going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You, could, I'm sure you can get great seats at the XFL, extremely affordable. Maybe I don't know what it would be. Yeah, 100. I looked up their season tickets. Like you can get season tickets for like it was 25. like it was yeah it was something ridiculous. Like the worst twenty five ahead. The worst ones um, were or something like that. I'm gonna look it up right now. Like twenty five a game. Yeah. yeah. So like, sign me up. Come on. I mean, I mean, New York's got a team. Guardians. They balled out this week. They looked like the best team by far. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they, the Guardians look great. Uh, it's just like if I was betting, I would take the underdog every time for the most part. Like they, like they, Vegas doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't think in regards yeah. to teams. Five five game ticket package to hundred the the lowest one hundred and twenty five bucks twenty five bucks a ticket. That's that's not even one ticket to the Jets or Giants. That's the, at seven tiers. But listen, to this tier one club section, hundred and fifteen dollars a game. Five seventy five for the full five game season package. That's tier one club. Like, you get a suite. Now that's just for this year, right? Yeah, that's five games. I was gonna. What's tier two? Tier two, it's they go tier one club one fifteen a game. Tier two club ninety five a game. Tier three eighty. Tier four sixty five. Tier five. 50 tier 6 35 tier 7 25 now where do, which ones do you get the sweets just the first couple just the first two are labeled tier one club tier two club my god i mean and on top of that you also get that price locked in for the first two seasons 25 percent discount on all xfl merchandise game exclusive game day access pass vip experiences experiences throughout the year and priority status for playoff tickets and season ticket renewals. Wow. What what a what a steal. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the, and the club the two club sections are are on the 50 they're between the they're between the 40 and like e, they're between each 40 yard line. So you're sitting right in the perfect. middle of the field. Yeah. It's almost as if this is like a different currency and like the dollar just has more value. It's like it feels like not real. Yeah. I, I mean, if if the stadium was closer to New York, like if it wasn't such a bitch to get to, like if they played theoretically, if they played where Madison Square Garden is, I know it's not realistic, yeah. but like if it was that close, I would I would get tickets. Yeah. Why not? You know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're and you're not even as far. I'm like I'm deep from from Jersey. From yeah, Jersey. you is real real deep. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it's it's a trek, but but you you're not even. How far are you from the stadium? I don't know. I, honestly, I like I go so rarely. I go Probably like forty five. Yeah, and when I usually go, it's like through work, so I'm getting like someone's shuttling me, or I have a, a car or something like that. Like I, I can't, I can't even remember the last time I went there by public transportation. What I did was I I took um this bar did seventy five bucks there and back unlimited food tailgate pregame and unlimited beer. It's a steal. That's a steal wow. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is literally such a That might be better than like, Guardian season tickets. Like, <laughs> yeah, yo, you could just do this and not even go to the game. Like not even go, people do this. I'm like, I think I'd pound like eight or nine eight or nine, you know, you know, not obviously not alcoholic beers, but I eight or nine of those. Yeah, I had like two burgers, like three hot dogs, I had chili, <laughs> um, like I'm getting my money's worth in here, like the trip there and back, I don't have to worry about drinking and driving. Yeah, I mean, like have a, a couple, ride. Have a couple beers on the, on the way back too. Like you have six, seven this, beers and two hamburgers, you made your money back. Yeah, that's the thing. You just pound them, and then you didn't. I didn't even 
I didn't even get any alcohol when I was in there. I think I got a Gatorade because I was thirsty. Like, I'm like, I'm good. I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. I'm chilling. I'm good. I didn't, need, I didn't need food. Like. Yeah, it's tough to top. Yeah. So. Yeah. I well, don't know how we got onto this, but. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk some more football. Uh, Philip Rivers officially going to become a free agent. Looks like his time in L.A. is over. Where do you guys think he ends up? Is he going to play again? I could see him going to, like, I could see him ending up in, like, a Tampa Bay. I could see yeah, him ending up there. And then what And then what do we think that they're going to make a real run at Brady, or what are they going to do? That would help their ticket sales get Brady who, in there. Is who going to? Tampa? L.A. Oh, no, Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's a good fit. I think the Chargers are probably the best fit. I think the Chargers are a good fit. I think the Colts are a good fit. Um, people saying the Cowboys, they're not a bad fit at all. I heard but, that. Today. I heard but that. Today. I don't put a lot of stock into it because is Tom Brady that much better than Dak right now? And if he is, it's a fraction. And I don't. I I'd prefer Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott has not seen his best football yet. I think he still will get better. I think he has. Some people worry about a ceiling. I think he still has room for growth. Tom Brady, zero room for growth. Like, we know that. Like, his his best years are behind him. I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with Dak over Brady and Dak getting better, especially at the same money. Has have the, uh, not the Giants, have the Cowboys hired a coach yet? Yeah. A head coach? McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, McCarthy. McCarthy. He, he was the. They were the first oh, one to hire. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It was just so quick that I completely forgot that it happened. Oh yeah. So I, I I'd say stick with Dak if they can figure out a contract. I mean, people want to shit on Dak last year. He had thirty touchdowns, eleven picks. I know Dave's not a huge Dak guy, but I mean, he had a better year than Brady. I get it. He has. I get it. He has better weapons, and he he might have a better situation, but. He's young. I mean, like like people say, look, he went 8-8, eight and eight, but he still threw for 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. Like, the guy doesn't turn it over. 4, eight, four 13, 8, and 11. Those are his interceptions by year. Every year he played 16 games. That's another thing. You know you're getting 16 games every year. In 62 yeah, I mean, games. I'm, I'm not a Dak guy, but I'm still taking him over Brady right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, 36 picks in 64 games? Are you kidding me? Like, that's a pick every two games almost. Like, like that's taking care of the football. Uh, I mean, and that's a team that when you take care of the football, you're going to win games. Like, that, let's, like let's not, not let's forget. He went 13-3, and 9-7, and 10-6, 8-8. This is his first year not with a winning record, and it's an 8-8 even, and it's an eight and eight record. So, and the defense had a lot of injuries last year. Van Der Esch didn't, like, he barely played. Um and obviously their coach probably cost them two to three games. <laughs> I mean, just, just being Jason Garrett, I mean, McCarthy's a huge upgrade in my opinion, and I'm not even the biggest McCarthy fan. But, but yeah, I mean, if you want to make the case for Brady over Dak, sure, have it. I'll make the case for Dak over Brady, and he has more than two years left of football. <laughs> He's got ten years left of football. So I don't get that trade. I don't get it. But Does Brady have I, two years left of football? That's That's mm-hmm. another thing. He's got one, maybe two. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, like, like really, you're gonna trade Dak for whatever the fuck you get from him, and then, and and then you're gonna get Brady for one year, and then you're gonna have to worry about you, if you, if you trade for Brady or whatever the fuck happens, you need to draft a quarterback this year. I mean, Dak, you're getting a first round pick for Dak. You might even get multiple. I don't think so because of the contract. I think because they're they're, they're gonna have to pay him. You don't think there's a team out there that would love to have Dak Prescott at that number for the next five years? I'm there's, sure. There's but some for GM. For two first-rounders, I don't know. I don't know for two first-rounders. Maybe not two, but 100%. A, because I think a, it's about leverage. They know they don't have leverage. They know they're going to franchise him right now. It's all out in the open. They know. Oh, they yeah. know That's what I'm saying. I, I, I feel like these trades, like when they're this public, like you don't get what your value is. Mookie Betts example. Um Andre Drummond's been trying to be traded for like three years. He got he tra- was traded for a second round pick, like different sport. But I just I don't know, maybe a couple eight picks. Yeah, if, if I had known that's what they were going to give up for Andre Drummond, I would have wanted the Knicks to get him. I just thought they were going to give up some dumb shit because they're dumb. But if all we got to do is give <laughs> up a second rounder, I would have been like, yeah, just give him that guy. 
Bobby Bobby Portis and a second rounder deal. It's better than yeah, the deal like, you got. I mean, <laughs> even if you're if he's not putting you over the top, like he's a great player. Yeah. I mean, literally, uh, Bob Bobby Portis and a second rounder. We have Charlotte's second rounder this year. That's literally a better deal than they got, which is insane to say. Yeah. Are we talking NBA now? No. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess no, we are. Let's, let's move on to NBA. Let's talk a little All Star Weekend, baby. Let's what about talk trades? Ah, uh, what do you got? All right, you guys want to talk about the trades? Uh, Andre Iguodala to the Heat. It's a big. It's a big for us. Andre Iguodala, we got. Yo, I got a. I got a. Uh, I got a major problem with Andre Iguodala today. This it. He had some dumbass fucking quote. I gotta find it right now. I couldn't believe he fucking said this. Um, ah, shit. What it was? Uh, it was basically like. Um, hold on, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. He basically said, like, I never, I never said I, I didn't want to play for the Grizzlies, and I never said I wouldn't. Um, I ne- I never stated that I didn't want to play with those guys. I, I never stated that I wasn't going to play there, and I never stated that I didn't want to play with those guys. But I know that's public territory where they reacted, and I can handle it. And that's why I never went out and said, you know, this person is a liar. That person is a liar. The, uh, Andre Iguodala, yeah, I mean, what you are you? Didn't play for them. Yeah, what, then play. what were you doing? What? <laughs> ex, what do you call that? Yeah, you didn't come out. What you didn't have, come out and have a fucking press conference to state those exact words. I never stated that I didn't want to play there. You didn't have a press conference. Like, he was smart because he was apparently doing a bunch of investment shit, and he was getting paid not to play. And he turned out making. He, in, in turn, he's making a lot of money in the process, but clearly, if you're not showing up to practice in games and playing, you don't want to play. Like, I, I, like if someone holds out, like, like, how can you say I want to play? Like, even if you're saying I want to play, like, then show up and play. Yeah, but the the thing is, like, yes, sure, you're stating a fact. You did not ever publicly state that, but you did. That's exactly what you're doing. You your actions show that. <laughs> yeah. You, I'm not saying that, sure, you didn't state that, but if I'm asking you, did you want to play for the Grizzlies, and your answer is anything but no, you, sir, are the liar, not them. That's what, it yeah, just I mean, rubbed like me the wrong way. Like, he said he worded it. The in. Heat. He's playing for the Heat. Like, what What? Yeah, changed? you get traded in a half a second, you're back on the court all of a sudden. And it wasn't even like, oh, give me a week to get back in shape, give me two weeks to get, you know, my, my, my juices going again. No, the guy played the next day. Yeah, he was in Miami I mean, six I, hours later. He's on my team, and I'm happy, but I didn't like the way he handled it with Memphis, and I, I agreed with John Morant and Dylan Brooks for calling him out. Yeah, and saying, agreed. I can't wait to go against him and, and whatnot. Like, and Iguodala should help our team defensively. I mean, bam, him and Jimmy, that's going to be tough to score on us late in games. But, but I, yeah, I never really agreed with him not – Playing and they and the thing is the Grizzlies were good. They're good this year, so he yeah. looked dumb in that kind of because it was like, oh, you could have been a part of a playoff team. You thought we we're going to be the worst, second worst team in the league, probably. Grizzlies are probably predicted second worst team in the West before the before the Warriors injury. Even me, I didn't even have like a necessarily have a problem with like. Obviously, I thought he should have played, and I would have preferred he played. But like, I get it. Like, you're he's got two or three like good years left in him. He's he's winding down. Uh, you wanna you wanna save yourself for a title run, and that's certainly not what the Grizzlies are doing right now. They're not competing for a championship. But at the same, like until he said this comment, I was I was like, okay, kind of you know, water under the bridge, whatever. I don't really care. But this comment, like, I flew off a handle when I read this. I couldn't believe he had the audacity to say that. And I usually like Iggy. Usually he's a smart, well-spoken guy. But this is, yeah. I couldn't believe it. What are you talking about, dude? This is the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever heard you say in 15 years. I mean, to be honest, a lot of basketball players, not normally him, say some really dumb quotes, whether it's Kyrie Irving, whether it's, uh, I mean, oh, some Kyrie of the Kyrie Irving's are- a fucking dumb quote factory. And I'm not even talking about, yeah. like, I'm not even touching upon flat earth shit and all the, you know, I hate Thanksgiving and all the weird shit. I'm not even talking about that. He says, like, dumb basketballs related shit. He says, like, stuff that makes you think, like, are you bipolar? Like, or do you have multiple personality disorder? Like, is this an actual thing? Like, are there yeah. three different versions of you? Yeah, legitimately. 
three like, I love my teammates, man. I wouldn't give up for the next day. Like, yeah, we have some good parts. We just need new guys. Like, we just need more more players. We need we need better players. We can only do so much as as a team. Next day, um, you know, we can only control what we can control. And you know, like, my I'm gonna go out there and give my all and lead my like. He's just like he's fried. Like, I bet you he'll have a much shorter NBA career than people think. I think he'll just like enter a mental institution one day. Like in four or five years, he'll be like Kyrie Irving takes. Um, like thirty three, he'll be like thirty three or thirty four. Yeah. Like Kyrie Irving retires from basketball. Like, yeah, I told. I it might even be sooner than that. He's because he's what twenty six, twenty seven now, maybe twenty eight. Yeah, so twenty seven, twenty. Yeah, and I heard that when he was out, a lot of that was mental, not his knee. Yeah, I bet that was that was the rumors going around. I mean, I would not shock me in the least if Kyrie retired in the next three to five years. Thirty one yeah. to thirty three. Not wouldn't shock me Especially in the least. Especially if him and Durant don't win a championship, and I really don't see them doing that. I don't think they are. I mean, Kyrie, like they're literally worse than they were last year. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing: is Kyrie as a Batman, he's the worst Batman you could have in the NBA. <laughs> you, he's your Batman. Your team is immediately worse. But if he's your Robin, he's a damn good Robin. Like, yeah. Of like course. with LeBron, like. Yeah, he'll be the second option. He's a kick-ass second option. But if he's, you want to be his first option, Celtics, literally worse with him. Nets, literally worse with him. Cavs, worst team in the NBA with when he was their best player. Literally the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, I think so three I've, out of four years they were the worst I've team in the league. I've seen all I need to see with that. I've, I, I've seen, yeah, three of the four years. Yeah, I've seen what I need to see about that. People say, oh, the Cavs team was terrible. They're, okay, Boston proves it. Goes to, goes to the Nets, proves it again. Do we need a fourth team? Like, I don't even need to see it past Cleveland. If you are a legitimate superstar and a top, let's say he's unarguably a top 15 talent in the game, talent-wise. Oh, talent-wise, he's top 10. I, I, I think so, too. But let's say yeah. unarguably top 15. If you have one of the yeah. 15 best players in your team, there is not a single excuse for you to be the worst team in the league. I don't give a fuck if you have nine Jordan Farmars on your team. Like, there's no <laughs> excuse for you to be the what worst team. What an example. What an example. That was a deep cut. That was crazy. What are you thinking about Kobe? That was crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, there's just no excuse. Like, you you need to be better than that. You need to will yeah. your team to more than 19 fucking wins. It's unacceptable. I, I, I totally agree. It's... Wait, now, here's an interesting conversation. I've always been so low when it comes to Kyrie Irving... As where's he rank as a player? Not to get into a huge debate about where he is in in your range though, like top player wise, he's damn sure not in my top fifteen. Twenty five, maybe, maybe. In terms I of like how we qualifying this, like talent wise, we just talked about it. But in terms no, of like who like, am I to a, start a team? As a player, as a player, like twenty five best, like just like not to lead your team, just like as a player, like if you're listing the twenty five best players, I think for me he's like. 20th, I think he's like around 20th to 22nd. See, like, what for me, like, 20th to 20th, I'm not even, I'm not, like, sitting down and thinking this list, but just in my head, I'm thinking, like, you get in that 20, 25 range, you're talking guys like like DeRozan and and Blake Griffin and that Drummond. kind of, that kind of crowd, I'm taking, I'm taking Kyrie over all of the, all three of those guys, but not by much. I can certainly name you 15 players I'd rather start a team with. Yeah, for sure. And, and age I mean, age aside, age aside. I mean, who are you taking right now? John Moran, Kyrie Irving. I'm taking John Moran, no question. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Who are you taking right John, now? Drew Holiday Zion, or, or... Zion or Kyrie? Zion. That's what I'm saying. Like, So, like, I don't know. I think he might be outside the top 20. Yeah, but it's, that, I mean... I, it is, but like you have to take age out of it, you have to kind of do it to. It's like a one season thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Jaws definitely ahead of him, in my opinion, though. Yeah, that's fair. Zion might be premature. Yeah, but like LeBron, Harden, Durant, Curry, I'm probably I might be taking Russ over him for everything Russ does. Yeah, I'm taking Russ over him. Clay Russ, Thompson, Giannis, Clay. I'm just reading off a list here. Luca, Lillard, Luca, yeah, Davis. That's like Trey Young. Like, what? 
Trey oh, Young? Yeah, I mean, probably similar category right now. Trey Young is balling, but hasn't won. I mean, Embiid, Doncic, um, Booker. Kat. Booker. You take Booker, a Booker. I'll take Booker. I'll take Jokic. I'll take Cat. Um, I won't Drew take Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Uh, I don't think I'm taking Drew Holiday over him. It's close. I'm, pa- I'm taking Drew Holiday all day. Lockdown defender. Puts close. up similar offensive numbers. I mean, he's not as not, flashy. Not, he, he, he regressed this year off. Drew's getting older. But Siakam. I'm taking Kemba. Siakam, yeah. yeah. Siakam. Siakam. I mean, we just named 25, 30 guys. D'Angelo Russell, no. But, but close. Pat Beverly? Close. Nah. Who? Pat nah. Not taking Beverly. You don't think so? We need a drug test, you <laughs> Pat Beverly? No. Nah. I love oh, Pat Beverly. Bev, but I ain't taking him over Kyrie. Dude, Pat Beverly's not in my top 50. <laughs> I'm here for the Kyrie slander, but that ain't I that. Love, that I ain't love that. Pat Beverly. Love me some Pat Beverly, PJ Tucker, uh, Jay Crowder, these tough, hard-nosed. 6'5 you know, center, Pat, Pat, PJ Tucker. Get your, you know, get your hard cap on. But no way. He gets like he's like a he's like eight points a game, Tom. <laughs> Lou Williams though. Lou Williams. Okay, I'm thinking Lou Williams, not I was thinking six man Lou, not Pat okay. Beverly. I don't okay. know why I said you Pat Beverly. Confused them. They're both I was different. yes, I was thinking Lou Williams. I would put Lou Williams. I was gonna say, Pat Beverly literally averages like eight and a half points yeah, a game. No, 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 no. Not Pat not Pat Beverly. That was dumb. I was thinking Lou Williams. I was thinking six man Lou. You could make the case. Yeah, that's what that's what I, mean. I I would probably take Kyrie, but it's a it's a close it's close. Let's uh Donovan let's, Mitchell. Let, Donovan yep. Mitchell, hundred percent. CJ McCollum. Uh, that's close. That's close. That's close. That's a really good. Like they're in the same spot. Tatum. Uh, let me tell you, I've really impressed what I've seen from Tatum and Jalen Brown this year. NBA Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Jason Tatum. He's been balling. They both have. Ball. They both. They both have. Me and me and Dave were were a little wrong on Brown this year so far. At least we. Yo, we Brown's having a year like he did his rookie year or his sophomore oh, he's, year. He's having his best year ever. He's yeah. putting up like nineteen, playing defense. He's his shot. Like, he's shot so athletic. He's like he's so athletic. If he can continue to play like this, this is like what we signed up for. I and remember Tatum's his last game at West Virginia was terrible. Not West Virginia. Where was he at? Cal. Yeah, at Cal. Cal. He like got like nine, seven points and fouled out, and I was like, wow, like this guy like was gonna get drafted like tenth now or something, and then he didn't fall at all, and then <laughs> and then he had what, a terrible rookie year, and then third. He was thinking no, Tatum was third. Tatum was third. When they were, they were both taken third. Fourth? They were both taken third. Really? Right, right. Nice. yeah. We had back to back because we had the first pick, but we swapped it with Philly. We fleeced Philly on that deal, and we were going to take Tatum the whole time. Well, let me tell you, Markel Fultz is looking nice this year. Yeah, finally. But wait, I mean, he's but, only twenty-one. <clears throat> he's only twenty-one, Markel Fultz. But I mean, it looked like he wasn't going to be able to shoot a basketball properly. In his it first did, year. but he's so young. People gave up on him so quickly. I root for Markel Fultz. Mm. Let's, and then uh, we got to talk about the Clint Capella trade. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't like for that. Houston, I didn't get it for Houston. I, I didn't, didn't get it at it. all. Robert Covington, he's a good 3 and D player. One of the better like role player 3 and D. But like you have guys like him. You have like P.J. Tucker. Like, yeah, I just didn't get it. They, like... Houston, I tweeted out the other day, Houston traded Clint Capella, Gerald Green, Nene, and a first-round pick for Robert Covington. Like, I like I like Robert Covington a lot, but there's no way you can convince like you me they got the best possible value. You got value. rid of Nene, too. It's like you can't even play Nene. You got rid of Nene. They gave and a, Gerald I mean, Green has his moments where Gerald Green is scorching hot. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't like that trade at all for Houston. Um like if you're gonna I'm also, pick, but I'm also not a fan of Capella in general. I think he's he's a glorified lob player. He's been balling this year though. Fourteen rebounds a game. Like he's that's rebounding. right. He's, he plays. He de- defends and plays. He plays defense and rebounds. Yeah. No. Offensively, he's he's you know he puts up numbers, but they're yeah they're they're because of Harden and Russ. Yeah. But he's a prod. You know. Yeah. Like you had it. He's he's like. A, 
Like, would you rather him or Gobert? I'm taking Gobert. Oh, not even close. I'm taking half of Gobert. But numerically, Gobert isn't as good for the most part. You Like, like rebounding and point-wise, I think Capella's better, but I think it's just the system, like we said. So, yeah. shot blocking Gobert is, is, is there, but... It's just these these big centers that rebound double doubles and machines they're not as important as they used to be. But if I was them, I'm looking for a stretch big. I'm looking. I don't know. It probably wouldn't match up cap wise, but someone like a Kevin Love, like someone that can stretch the floor. That's what you need. Capella can't shoot, so he the the inside of the paint gets clogged up. Even like yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. Like you go to Heat trade with the Heat trade with the Heat for one. We got two of the same player. We got Myers Leonard and we have we have Kelly Olynyk. They're literally the same player. Sure, have one of them. Give us, give us, yeah, give us uh, all your guys. Give us Clint Capella for them. <laughs> I mean, and I would have called. I would have called. I would have called Cleveland. Said Kevin Love, Clint Capella, straight up. Who says no? That's a better uh, deal uh, than they got. The ma- the money doesn't match up, but but they can make it work, probably, right? Yeah. I mean, Love's like I mean, what thirty. I was like what eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, I think he's like twenty now that he's year or two into the deal. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're Cleveland, you got a young, good player in Capella, and Love is most certainly better. And Love can, Love can make threes. He can set screens. Love isn't a good defender, but it's a lot better than having fucking PJ Tucker down low. Yeah, I, don't, I mean I don't Kevin Love. Kevin Love isn't going to get walked over in the post. Like he can hold his own. And it just even if he was the worst defender at center, it's better than having PJ Tucker at center. And even if he's not that physically gifted on defense, he's he's got a high basketball IQ. Anytime he's on the court, like he knows what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why that 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 just it just felt like a, a like Kevin Love three pointers galore, like shooting. Like I think just his lack of defense was the reason. But I, they don't play defense I, anyways. Yeah, they don't. I mean, might as well. Like and that's the thing. Like you have Kevin Love. That means that center is at least at least at the edge of the paint, if not outside the paint. And now Russ and Harden are gonna have a field day, especially Russ, because Russ can. Russ Russ has played well lately too, to give him credit for once. Um, but he he's gonna be driving to the hole, and and getting fouls and getting to the line and and getting easy layups all all over. And and Harden will be driving more. Weird, random thought about Harden. I've wondered this for so long. Why does Harden not have a two-point mid-range shot? He literally doesn't. He doesn't have it in his arsenal. It's one of the most mind-blowing things. Like, every player has a mid-range shot. Dwayne Wade, Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry does, Clay Thompson does. Even they do. James Harden does not take mid-range two-point shots. Mello Mello and and KD, that's like some of their best work is in that 15 to 18 range. It's so it's such a if you you pick your spot you get to your spot you rise up and you can get a great look like like he has a floater from like twelve to six feet but other than that he does not have anything from ten to twenty feet he does not have a shot I yeah. would love to see the numbers because it's it is drastic it is is drastic how how few mid range twos he takes he like he won't take one a game even he it's crazy and if it is it's like on the line it's like his foot's on the line it's unintentional. I just don't understand. He works on all these crazy three-point shots, stepping away, and these like he could easily learn a two-point shot, and it would help his game so much more. Yeah, I agree. Split the double team. There you go, mid-range shot. Instead of just having to do a floater or kick it to Capella for a dunk, like I don't know. He's yeah. he's a very well. We all know how we feel about Harden's game. It's not my biggest, not my biggest fan. No, his biggest fan. Um, but yeah, let's 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 move on to All Star Weekend. Tommy, you're muted. Tommy, you've been muted. Oh, I've done been muted. I've been trying yeah. to interject several times. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> what you, like, what, what, what you? So I'm just wondering like, why we're not responding to anything he's saying. Like, I was like, these pricks are just walking all over me right now. You were literally going for like a minute. I was like, what I was are you like, doing? I was like, speaking of dunks, and then no one said anything. I was like, all right, I'm going to fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, try that, try that again. All right, well, speaking of dunks, let's make our All-Star Weekend picks. We'll start with the dunk contest. 
I'll go first. I'm looking at the uh, my bookie odds. I'll give you the odds right now. So we got Aaron Gordon, the favorite, at uh, plus one twenty five. Derek Jones at plus two hundred. Uh, Pat Connington, Connington, how do you say his last name? Connington. Connington, four to one at plus four hundred. Then Dwight Howard at uh, five to one. I gotta go, bro. That Dwight I, Howard, they are just robbing people. Dwight Howard got no shot at winning this goddamn no, thing. Plus five like, to one, he should be he fucking should be fifteen to one. He should be eight to one. Yeah, yeah no I chance. think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon showed out last what is time. He at? He uh, he's plus one twenty five. He's the favorite. By oh, I'm taking DJJ Derek Jones Jr. You know, all day, baby. Yeah, so am I. I'm, I'm riding with DJJ as well. Although, don't sleep don't, on don't sleep on Connaughton. Forty six inch vertical. He's no joke. I like I like the Connaughton value at four to one. I think he should be better than that. But the the competition he's going against. I also think that judges are going to unfairly favor Aaron Gordon because he's been there before. He's proven he can put on a hell of a show. They're gonna they're gonna fix it to be Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones in the play in the in the finals and unless Gordon like misses dunks or whatever that. I don't even know the goddamn rules. They change it every year. On you get three misses, you get unlimited misses, you get one miss. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. You get you get the dunk, you get the dunk. At most, you get one mulligan. You should get one mulligan a fucking the whole night. You get one yeah. mulligan the whole night. Yeah. If it's your third attempt, you can't get a ten in my book. No, that's fair. No, no. Yeah, actually, I like that. What if every attempt, the max you could get, you lose a point. went down a point? So on your second attempt, a perfect score is all nines. It would make it a lot cooler rather than just giving all tens or all nines for every dunk. Like, wow, that was a good dunk. Yeah, and then yeah, like, and then make it like your your fifth attempt, like fives is you try you miss five times, you automatically get zero. There's no nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I, like I feel like Derek Jones. Uh, size really helps him because he's a small guy. He's skinny. He doesn't have muscle. Like, but you see him, he just flies. Like he dunked over Myers Leonard in pregame warmups the other day. Like, Aaron Gordon is a fit physical specimen, but like I feel like it's just more impressive. Like at at Jones Junior's height, like he's just, it's just incredible. He just flies. Like I I watch Heat games and he he gets two one to two posters a game every game. Like he just does, someone just throw it up. I'm like, oh, where's Bam throwing it? And he just comes out of nowhere, and and whams it. I'm like, this guy's impressive. He he's my pick. He's my pick. Send it. Yeah, I'm also there, but I, I like peppering a little bit on Connaughton because I think he's gonna do. He's gonna, one of his first two dunks is really gonna wow people. He's gonna come out with something creative. Something he's gonna jump out the gym. People don't think this little white yeah. boy has got nothing. Um, I think he's gonna come out and and. Put a wow factor dunk in the first. Who's the two. last purely white person to be in the dunk contest? Blake. Oh, Blake's not. Uh, no, he's like. I know, I'm pretty sure Christian Leitner did it one year. I know Chase Budinger did it one year too. That's a name drop. That was definitely after. Wow, that was definitely after. Uh, Chase Budinger did the dunk contest. Was he from? The, was he on the Rockets and the Wolves? He, yeah, he was a year. He's on the Rockets. He had never. He had. Zero recorded dunks that season in the NBA well, that he was in the dunk contest. I remember them like saying he was in it and everyone clowning on the NBA because he literally had not dunked the ball one time that season and made the dunk contest. Um, um, let's move on to the three-point contest. I'll run through the odds real quick. So we get Dame at uh, plus 375. And then uh, Davis Bertans, Duncan Robinson, Joe Harris, Trey Young, all five to one. Buddy Heald at seven to one. Zach Levine at seven and a half to one. And Devontae Graham at ten to one. I am gonna go Trey Young five to one. I think he is gonna make that shit rain. I think he is gonna stack the money balls, and I think he's gonna kill it. I think Trey Young five to one. Good value. They have that deep shot good in pick. this too. That'll be good for him. Yep. They have the deep. They have like a deep. What is it? Like two shots deep from like each side. I think so. Yeah. 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 Those I'm are, gonna go. Uh, that could be what saves Lillard. That's yeah, true. Yeah, Lillard and Trey. I mean, I'm not just saying it because it's heat again. It sounds biased, but I'm going with Duncan Robinson. I mean, I think he's 44 percent on three in the year. He's the highest three point shooter out of all these guys on the season. 
Um, he, when he look up space, he's money. Like he's, well, he's probably six nine. He's just got a pure stroke. Love me some Duncan Robinson. He's having a phenomenal year. When he's open pregame warmups, he's just making them. At five to one, I like it. I always when I this game the three point betting the three point contest. I always like. I very rarely go with the best shooter because the best shooter very rarely wins. To me, I look for guys who are really when they get hot, they're untouchable, and that's why that's a guy like Joe Harris is like that. That's why he won last year. I also love the value on Buddy Heald at seven to one. He's a guy like that. He's lights out when he gets hot, on fire. Um, so at mm-hmm. seven to one, I love I love Buddy Heald. Uh, I also love Trey Young and Joe Harris at five to one. Uh, but I don't. I think Lillard. I literally sounds crazy. I think the three point line is literally too close for Lillard in this. Like he's just he, he's going to be a little <laughs> too lackadaisical on it. His bread and butter, where he really the reason he's the favorite is because everyone sees him hitting thirty five footers, and they're like, oh my god, this guy's just lighting it up from thirty five feet with a hand in his face. Yeah, it's different than he's Steph. he's almost a better like. There's a difference between being a good in game shooter and being a good in in an open gym shooter. Um, so I, I think he's more of a in-game shooter. Uh, so that's why, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, plus I don't like, I don't think 375, I don't think Damian Lillard is, should be the favorite in this. I think he should be fourth or fifth. Uh, I don't know why yeah, he he's the favorite. He's not even a, percentage wise, he's not even a great shooter. Three yeah. point wise. So I, I'm going to, I, w- I'm going to bet Buddy Heald and then probably one of Joe Harris or Trey Young, probably Trey Young, just cause it's really hard to repeat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the skills competition, the Taco Bell skills competition, we got uh, Dinwiddie at three to one. We got Alexander at four to one. Uh, Pascal Siakam at five. Uh, Jason Tatum and Chris Middleton both six to one. Pat Bev at seven to one. Uh, Sabonis at eight to one. And uh, help me out here, Bam at twelve to one. Bam Adebayo. Yes, thank you. I am going to make the homer pick, but I'm going to go with the reigning defending Jason Tatum at 6-1. to one. He has been balling lately. He is a finesse player. I think he's going to go out there and put on a show just like he did last year. This is his bread and butter. This is where he shines. 6-1, to one, great value for the defending champ. Got to take, gotta take 22-year-old Tatum or 21-year-old Tatum. This event is an all-time mail-it-in event. Half the field does not give a flying fuck about this event that's in it. So you got to pick out, like, Pat Beverly's a, a, a dog. I bet you he's going to go half, <sighs> half speed in this. Uh, Dinwiddie, uh, he, he tries, but this is also, I think this is his third time, maybe even fourth doing it. So I, I don't like that he's the favorite. I think that's just people playing to the fact that he's been in the tournament or been in this contest so long. He's probably over it by now. Uh, I'm staying away from Tatum just because he won it last year. I think he's got, he's felt it. Chris Middleton, not, it, skills don't do it for me. Same with Sabonis and Bam. I'm going with Shea Gilgis Alexander. First time in the contest, having a breakout year. He's got even more to prove. Four to one, I like the odds. I'm going with Shea. He's, it might, it, he's probably the fastest player on this, on this, uh, in this contest. Um, so yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Shea. I like Shea. I don't know if he should be the second favorite, but I like it. I I wish the value was a little better, but I like it. I'm also going to go with Tatum. I think he's still young. I think he's still got something to prove. Um, I think he's just a competitor. He's got a little a little Mamba in him. He learned a lot from Kobe, so uh, I used to work out with him. I'm going to go Tatum five to one. Did you say? But fun. Six to I'm one. not picking Bam. Six to one. I like it even better. Uh, I'm not picking Bam, but fun fact on his nickname, Bam's nickname, he was watching Flintstones, the Flintstones, and he flipped the table over and he went Bam, so that's how he has the nickname Bam. Just thought I'd like to know that. Wild. And, of course, we gotta go uh, make a pick for the All-Star game itself. We got Team LeBron, Team Giannis. I'll run down the lineups real quick. So LeBron, we got... No, no, we don't need to. You don't think we need to? I mean, LeBron's. I mean, Giannis. Yeah, LeBron's team, looks like team is gonna picked win. everyone. Like, yeah, well, LeBron's gonna win by like fucking fifty. It's 
Yeah, LeBron's gonna win by fifty. Giannis's like second and third picks look like look like tenth and twelfth picks. Yes, I, I don't know what he was thinking. I, I don't have the list in front of me, but I remember the players he was taking in order. It made no sense at all. He was taking like Siakam, Kemba, Trey Young, Middleton, Bam, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. I you will say argue his bottom picks are better than his top picks. I will say yeah. a, a lot of me's on LeBron teams and a lot of we's on Giannis's team. A lot of a lot of guys that care about themselves on LeBron's squad. A lot of guys that are and looking for that, that highlight. A lot of guys, a lot of guys flexing for the gram for LeBron. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference. There's a lot of guys that that played He's basketball the right way. The, the, the me guys usually went out in all star games, though. I mean, yeah, the me guys don't play defense. If they play, if Giannis's guys play ten percent defense, they're gonna they're gonna have a shot. What's the line on the game? I, I can almost guarantee you it's it's going to be like. I have, what is it? Seven, eight, maybe? Nine? Uh, I couldn't find it on my bookie. I'm looking right now on ESPN see if they have it. It is. There's no line yet. No line? Really? Yep. Uh, hold That's on. weird. Let's, let's see. This, they, this, we got to figure that out. Um, no, that's last year. Fuck. Yeah, no, no line yet. Is it this weekend? It is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, article I wrote is number number two on Google when you type in NBA All Star <laughs> spread. Nice. Uh, the dual um, What's that? They really don't have. They really don't have. Oh, you know what? They might be all fucked up because of this new dumbass. Uh, the twenty-four point quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That shit was dumb. Because I can't yeah. find it anywhere. But if I had to guess, that's, yeah, I would. I, I would guess the lines between seven and nine, depending on those rosters on paper. Yeah, and I'm taking now you I'm taking Giannis with that now with the 24. That means the fourth quarter winner is gonna have 20. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea. It, it's all it's all fucking retarded. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And on that note, we'll see you on the other side of All Star Weekend. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on our socials uh, ble- at Bleacher Fan. Uh, at Bleacher Best, check out the Bleacher Fan store on the website. <laughs> Follow Bleacher Jones and go, go call him and drop it a hard R on the podcast. Oh my god. Gotta I said it too. I work with special ed kids. No <laughs> oh disrespect to them. I oh mean no disrespect god. whatsoever. No disrespect, it but happens. it's, it's you know, it just, it's, it's, not, it's a generational It's, it's a not generational an intelligent thing. decision. Yeah, Jones is Jones is thirty now. He he's still stuck in that generation, you know. Okay, uh, okay, Boomer, take it easy. Uh, (laughs) On that note, we will see you all next week.